Good morning. Good morning. Can you please introduce yourself to the jurors? Angela Stafford. Uh, Ms. Stafford, do you live here in Tallahassee, Florida? No. Have you ever lived in Tallahassee, Florida? Yes. When did you live in Tallahassee, Florida? Um, 95 through 98. Um, during that time period, did you happen to know someone by the name of Mike Williams? Yes. How did you know Mike Williams? We worked together. And where was that at? At Ketchum Realty. Did you also know Lindsay Lockhart, um, formerly Lindsay Ketchum? Yes. How about Denise Williams? Yes. And Brian Winchester? Yes. Um, I think everybody's kind of a group that used to hang out together in some way, shape, or form, or knew people through Ketchum Realty and things along those lines. Is that fair and accurate? Yes. Okay. You said you work with Mike at yes. Ketchum? Yes. What did you do there? I was a runner. What does that do? What does that mean? Um, I would take the appraisals to the various banks or wherever they needed to be delivered, go to the courthouse and pull plat mats. Were you a, um, a realtor in any way, shape, or form, or was that more like a college-type job or something like that? I was not a realtor. It was a college job. While you're working there, did you have to answer phone calls and things along those lines as well? Yes. Um, what is Ketchum Realty, though? Um, it was when I was there. It was uh, mostly uh, appraisals, re residential and commercial. Okay. Where are their offices at? On Thomasville Road. Is it like a um, like a stale business type place, or is it more like a home? Look more looks like a home. How, what's the setup like? It looks like a house that has been converted into a business. Okay. And there are offices throughout it. There are. Okay. And who all worked there at that time? Um, myself. Um, there was a secretary, Clay, Mike Williams, and another residential appraiser, Robert Culverhouse. Okay. Um, did Patty Ketchum work up there on occasion? She didn't work there at that time. Okay. What about Lindsay? No. Okay. Now, you mentioned that sometimes there were receptionists, but sometimes you answer phone calls? Yes. Okay. Just kind of, I guess it's ringing off, you pick up the extra calls, or she wasn't there? Yes, just if she were, was already on another call, I would answer to help. Um, while working there through the phone calls and through interactions with the business stuff, did you get to know Denise? Yes. Did Denise ever call up to the... Yes. Uh, when she would call up there, um, I assume she was calling for Mike? Yes. Was she ever calling for you? Not that I recall. Um, when she's calling up there, did you get to know her voice pretty well? Yes. Able to recognize who it was? Yes. Pretty frequent phone calls? Yes. At some point um, during those phone calls, um, are you able to overhear conversations between her and Brian? Her and Mike? Yes. When I say overhear, are you able to hear both sides, her side of it as well? Yes. Um, How would you describe those kind of conversations? Um, let, me, let me rephrase it. Okay. Um, there's obviously a lot of conversations, I assume. Yes. Um, I'd imagine there's a normal marital, how, how you doing, honey, things along those lines. Um, not usually. What do you mean? Um, not usually the, hi, how are you, how's your day? Were they more... Did they stand out to you in some way? Um, they were just a little bit more direct. What do you mean by that? 
Um, what are you doing? Um, I need something. Can uh, you need to go do it? Now, who's saying I need something? You need to go do it, Mike or, or Denise? Denise. And you're able to overhear her saying this? Sometimes, yes. And what kind of things is she telling him to go do? Um, my car needs gas. You need to come fill it out. Wait, wait. Um, so she would call him up and tell, ask him to go get gas for her? Yes. Okay. What else? Um, I'm hungry. What are you bringing me to eat? Um, there's no food in the house. Are you going to stop and get food? Things like that. Would you describe those as demanding? Sometimes. Controlling? Sometimes. At any point did you overhear him, overhear Denise threatening Mike? Not, not the physical violence, but threatening as in she's going to go and talk to somebody else. No. Did you ever hear over talk over here a phone call where she was talking about going and calling Brian instead of talking to Mike about something? Yes. What was that about? Um, what I overheard was I've got to go call Brian or I've already talked to Brian. Indicated that her and Brian have a pretty constant communication. That was my impression, yes. At any point did you ever hear you know, when they fill up my gas or fill go get something to eat, did she say, fine, I'll just go call Brian or anything along those lines? No. Nothing like that, but No. On a regular basis though she would talk about going and calling Brian. Yes. Over time did you get to know Brian, Winchester? Yes. Um did you and Brian develop something that would be more than just casual friends? Yes. Let's talk about the first time that something like that happened. Do you remember when that was? I do. When was that? It was Well let me ask you this. Was there an occasion whenever Denise was pregnant that something happened between you and Brian? Uh yes. Okay. Tell me about that. Um Mike flew me in for the weekend to surprise Denise for her baby shower. And that Saturday night after the shower. Let me stop you right there. Yes. So he flies you in for a baby shower for Denise. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds to me like you've got to be pretty good friends with everybody at that point. Yes. Okay. Um, more than just, I guess, work acquaintances. I mean, she's flying the bag. Where were you living at the time? I was living in uh, Hollywood, Florida. Down there at Fort Lauderdale area? Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach area. Okay. And uh, so he flying you back for Denise's baby shower. Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, we went to the baby shower that day, and then that night, um, myself, Mike, Denise, and Brian went to a bar in downtown Tallahassee. Okay. Do you remember what bar that was? It's, it was at Clayman Plaza, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay, so right there downtown, mm-hmm. by the Capitol building and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and so the four of y'all went out? Yes. All right, what about Kathy, um, Brian's wife? Is he married still at that time? Yes, he was married at that time. Okay, so, but she wasn't there with you? She was not. Okay. Um, 
So what happened? Um, we just hung out at the bar, listening to music, talking, you know, kind of reacquainting after not seeing each other for a few months. Just friends hanging out, basically. Okay. Did anything out of the ordinary, I mean, you said it was at some point on that evening, um, did you and Brian get to be a little more chummy? Um, we talked probably more than we had before. Um, Mike and Denise ended up leaving and going home, and um, I stayed out with Brian, and he took me back to Mike and Denise's house afterwards. Did Denise have a, did her demeanor towards you change at all after that? Yes. What do you mean? Um, that next morning, or that next Sunday, um, she was not as friendly as she was before. Um, almost as if I had done something wrong. I, I, I didn't know, but it was different. Um, did you all have a fight that evening? No. Um, to your knowledge, did you do anything other than hang out with her, uh, with Brian, after they left? Uh, no. If I can't back you up a little bit farther, if I can't, back to 1997, I'm sorry, no, in 1997 time period, was there an indication that you went out to a concert um, with Mike, Brian, Denise, and Lindsay? Yes. Where was that concert at? Uh, at Floyd's on Tennessee Street. And what did y'all go there for? We went to see a Sister Hazel concert. And what is Sister Hazel? Sister Hazel was a pop band out of Gainesville that would come to Tallahassee regularly. And it was, was that five of y'all? All right. Five, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, when you're there at the Sister Hazel concert, um, did something strike you as odd between Brian Winchester and Denise. Yes. When was this concert? Do you remember? I believe it was the fall of 97. Okay. We say something odd happened between them. What is it that you saw, heard, or whatever? Oh, they were very friendly with each other. What do you mean by that? Um, very close, um, very touchy, um, very hands on each other, arms around each other, very friendly. No. Mike was there, was he not? Yes. Were they that way in front of him? Yes. That way in front of you? Yes. Um, you knew Mike a while? Yes. Was Mike a drinker? No. What about that night? Yes. Much more than you ever seen before? That, that's the only time I ever recall seeing him drink. Out of the ordinary? Yes. Back, fast forward um, a couple of years now, was there a time period where you and Brian got intimate together? Yes. When was that? I believe 2004. Okay. Um, so that for Mike is been murdered? Yeah. Didn't know that at the time, though, correct? Did not. Um, what was that evening about? Where did y'all start out at? Um, I actually was with Denise that afternoon. Um, we went to North Florida Christian to pick up 
um, kids from school, and we ran into Brian, and we decided to go out that night. Um, Brian and I, he, he picked me up, and we went to Denise's house. Okay. And, um, all right, so Brian picks you up. He's not married to Kathy at this point, correct? Correct. Okay. Brian picks you up. You go over to Denise's house. What happened next? Um, when we got there, um, Denise was not happy because her sitter had canceled, and so she could not go out. Okay. Um, did y'all stay there at Denise's house? For a little bit. Um, what did y'all do when you were at Denise's house? Um, just talked. Um, she would say she's still trying to, trying to find a sitter, um, but if she couldn't, would we consider staying there and just hanging out? Did y'all do so? No. Why not? Um, Brian said, no, we're going out. If you okay. find a sitter, let us know, and we'll tell you where we are. All right. So did Denise go with you? No. Did you and Brian go out alone? Yes. Where'd y'all go? Um, a few places in town and <clears throat> ended up at a bar called Brothers. Okay. Um, was there job drinks along the way? We did. Both of you? Yes. Back at Denise's house, was she having drinks? I don't recall. How about you? Was there any drinking going on, glasses of wine, anything along those lines? Um, I don't recall. Okay. Now, Brothers, what is Brothers? Um, Brothers was a gay nightclub when I lived here. Um, is that someplace you would normally go? No. Well, whose suggestion was it to go to? Brian. Um, did you have fun? Yes. Did you get time? Yes. Okay. Did you and Brian leave? Obviously, at some point you left. Yes. Did you leave together? Yes. Okay. Where'd you go? We went back to his house. Who was driving? Brian. Okay. And so you go to his house. Okay. And what happens next? Um, we proceeded to get intimate. Okay. And um, <coughs> did something extraordinary happen that evening? Yes. Um, <clears throat> in the middle of intimacy, uh, Denise walked into the bedroom. At Brian's house? At Brian's house. How'd she get in? I don't know. Did she have her child with her? No. She left the child home? Yes. And y'all were in the middle of being intimate? Yes. Seems very awkward. Very. What happened next? Um, she saw us and ran out. Brian got up and put a pair of pants on and ran out after. Comes to mind of husbands or wives coming home and finding their partners in those kind of situations. Is that kind of what it, what it was like? Yes. Um, what you do? Panic. Froze. I didn't know what to do. How do you know it was Denise? I saw her. 
I assume you got over the panic and the freezing. What did you do next? I got up and got dressed and kept asking how she get in the house and made him. I asked him to take me home. Did Brian ever tell you who it was? Not that night. Was he denying it was Denise? Yes. Didn't tell you it was Denise? Not that night. Were you insistent that it was? Yes. Continued denial? Continued. You say, not that night. Was there another time that you and Brian talked about the situation? Yes, we would talk on the phone regularly. Um, did anything like that happen to you? No. Eventually, Brian tell you that it was, in fact, Denise? Yes. I assume you and Brian stopped talking, dating, things along those lines. Eventually, yes. Of course, you talk about the niece you see here in the courtroom today. Yes. Can you please point to her and indicate an article of clothing, please? I'm sorry? Can you please point to her and indicate an article of clothing, please, that she's wearing? She's sitting right there in the gray sweater. May the record please request she's indicated the defendant, Mrs. Denise Williams. Next question. That was in 2004? I, I believe somewhere around 2004. About the same time Mr. Winchester was trying to get back with his wife, Kathy? That I did not. I did you not know anything about that? No. Nope. You ever told you, hey, I'm trying to get back with my wife? No. And we're, but you and Mr. Winchester weren't married? No. Okay. So, but he's seeing you, you're being intimate, and you don't know anything about his relationship with his wife or ex-wife? No. But you knew Kathy, didn't you? No. Never met her before? No. Even Not that I recall. Even in the late 90s when you were hanging out with the Williams and Brian, you never ever met Kathy? Kathy was never around. Okay. Did you know in 1998 when you went out uh, down to Clayman Plaza that Brian Winchester was married? Yes. Okay. You knew his wife's name was Kathy? Yes. And... This was the night that you testified that you stayed at the bar with Brian Winchester and Denise, and Mike went home. No, Mike and Denise went home. I stayed with Brian. You stayed with Brian. You stayed out drinking. Yes. Do you know if Kathy Thomas and Denise Williams were ever good friends? Yes. So, when you testified rather readily that you thought it was uncommon that Miss uh, Williams would maybe give you a look that might have been cold to you the next day, that could be very much because you were out with her friend's husband while she was home pregnant. Perhaps. That's a reasonable inference on the same facts that were just provided to you by the state, isn't it? Yes, Miss Williams called up and told her husband, go get me gas. And he just sat there and laughed and went back to work and just kept doing what he was doing at the office, didn't he? No. No. What did he do? He would go get her gas. 
All right, well, when the times then when she, she would call up and in a very stern voice or a very curt, short voice say, go get me some food, what did he do? Just sit there and keep working? Or did he go get her the food? If he could leave to get her the food, he would get her the food. Because Mike was devoted to Denise, wasn't he? Yes. Loved her deeply. Yes. Loved Ansley deeply. Yes. He would do anything for her. Yes. He's a great husband. Yes. He's a great man. Yes. No one would pick Brian Winchester over Mike Williams, would they? I don't know that. Well, let's talk about your relationship with Mr. Winchester because it seems like in 2004, going back to this incident, you were you were with Denise earlier in the day, weren't you? Yes. Okay. Denise wasn't with Brian, was she? No, only when we saw him at the school. Right. Denise was living over on Centennial Oaks? Yes. Brian was living somewhere else? Yes. And you went over to her house, and Denise couldn't find a babysitter, so Denise stayed behind. Yes. And you went out and went to the gay nightclub with Mr. Winchester's suggestion, and then you ended up back at Mr. Winchester's house, right? Yes. It wasn't Ms. Williams' house, was it? No. And when Ms. Williams came over, you don't know whether Ansley was in the car. You don't know who was watching Ansley, do you? No. You're just guessing that. No. In fact, after this incident happened with Ms. Williams walking in on you and Mr. Winchester, isn't it true she apologized to you? Not that I recall. Ms. Williams never sent you an email saying, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to walk in on you guys? Not that I recall. Never talked to Kathy Thomas about what was going on? No. Testified in the fall of 1997, you had seen the relevant parties together, and you said they were very friendly. This was, I believe, at Floyd's music store. Yes. Did you know that Mr. Winchester and Ms. Williams had known each other since they were three? No, not since three. Did you know that they all knew each other and they were all friendly? Mr. Williams, Ms. Williams, Mr. Winchester, and, well, you don't know anything about Kathy, so let's leave Kathy out of it. But at least Winchester, Denise, and Mike. Yes. And you say that you saw Mike's at the bar, he was drinking a lot. Yes. Was he crying? Crying? Yeah. No. What was he drinking? I don't remember the exact drink. Okay, well, he's at a bar. There's this con, Sister Hazel. Yes. And he's at a bar, and he's having some drinks. Your testimony was he had more than usual. Well, how many more than usual? That was the first time I'd ever seen him drink, so I don't know what usual was. Okay, so you don't know if he was drinking more because of anything he may have been seeing. You, you have no point of reference for how much he would have been drinking on that particular night. Right. When you're watching him at the bar, is he, is he getting angry? No. Is he throwing anything? No. Is he screaming, woo Sister Hazel? No. Was he sitting there having, was he drinking beer? No. Just drinking mixed drink? Yes. Sitting at the bar drinking mixed drink? Uh, I believe we were sitting at a table, oh. a little round table, and he was quiet. Quietly drinking. Mm -hmm. But you don't know if that was because that's what he usually did, because you've never seen it before, have you? Right. He's making an assumption about why you think he was drinking a lot, aren't you? I don't know why he was drinking a lot. Maybe he was thirsty. Perhaps.
even after the time that you would hear Ms. Williams on the phone being direct with Mr. Williams, you continued to associate with Ms. Williams, correct? Yes. And she was friend of yours? Yes. In fact, you were with her in 2004? Yes. She can be a very direct woman, can't she? Yes. She can be pointed into the fact. Yes. Have you ever been married? No. You ever had a long-term boyfriend? Yes. You ever tell him what to do? No. You have never told a boyfriend what to do? Ever? I guess, yes. Okay. Sometimes that's how it works, right? Sure. Nothing further, Your Honor. Redirect. Not redirect, Your Honor. There's a lot of questioning that I want to go into. At some point, did you become involved in a chump bunker incident regarding Denise and chump bunker? Yes. How did you get involved? After the incident at Brian's house, I would ask a lot of questions because it didn't make sense why Denise walked in that night. And in one of the phone calls, he told me that he followed them to Atlanta because she told someone that she went to Atlanta with me for a concert, and they called and asked basically why didn't I tell them. I'm like, I didn't go anywhere with Denise. So she used your name as an excuse to go on a trip with Mr. Bunker? Yes. And I called her after I found out and asked her why did she lie and use my name to not ever do it again because I didn't go when I talked to Brian on the phone later. Let me stop you right there. When you talked to Denise, what did she say about that? That she had to tell people she was with me because what would people think if they knew she was going out of town with another man? Any further questions? Back across on that subject. Was Brian angry about Denise being with Mr. Bunker? No. But you and Brian are talking on the phone? Yes. Did Brian tell you he drove up to Atlanta to confront Denise? He did. He told you he went up to Atlanta to confront them because he was happy about what they were doing? He didn't tell me why. I was confused, and I was asking questions, and he told me he went up to Atlanta. Isn't it true that Denise told you she was afraid of Brian and she didn't want him around her or Chuck? Isn't it true that Denise told you she was afraid of Brian Winchester being around her and Charles Bunker? Not that I recall. Nothing further on it. Redirect. Any further questions at this point? All right. You can step down. We need to keep her further. Call your next witness. You may proceed, Mr. Rogers. Thank you, Judge. Ma'am, can you please state and spell your name for Madam Court Reporter? Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S. Ms. Thomas, do you currently live in Tallahassee? No. Where do you live? I live in North Carolina. Okay. At some point, did you live in Tallahassee? Yes. Did you grow up in Tallahassee? Yes. Do you know who Mike Williams is? Yes. How do you know Mike Williams? 
Um, I know Mike Williams. We um, met um, in elementary school. What elementary school? North Florida Christian. So how long did you know Mike? Um, I met him when we were in fifth grade. And so I knew him from then and until um, he passed away. Were you friends with Mike? Yes. Can you describe that friendship? Were you just friends? Did you ever date? Anything like that? Um, we were friends. We did date. Um, like went together. You know, when we um, dated, we couldn't drive. So, um, but we remained friends throughout. Um, you know, our growing up. Were you friends after high school? Yes. Do you know who Denise Williams is? Yes. When did you first meet Denise Williams, and what was her name at that point? Um, I met um, Denise Merrill in ninth grade at North Florida Christian School. Um, we went to high school together. Were you friends? Um, we were friends. Uh, we we weren't best friends in high school, but we were friends. We um, shared cheered together, and um, it was a small school, so, um, you know, everyone knew each other pretty well, and uh, we were friends. Okay. Now, did Mike and Denise uh, date in high school? Yes, they did. And they eventually got married, is that right? That's correct. Do you know who Brian Winchester is? Yes. Who's Brian Winchester? Um, Brian Winchester, I met him in ninth grade, also at North Florida, and um, we um, started dating when I was, um, we were juniors, we were both juniors in high school, and then we eventually um, got married also. When did you get married? We got married um, in 1994, May of 1994. Okay. And were Mike and Denise married around that same time frame? Mm-hmm. Um, they were married in December, but, um, but yes, within the same year. Okay. Yeah. Now, did y'all do things together? We did. Mm -hmm. As couples? Yes, yes. Can you describe some of the things that you did together as couples at that point? Um, well, we would do things like go out to eat. We would um, go to movies. Um, you know, the normal, just kind of like, you know, if something, you know, a movie or dinner, you know, just kind of like couple dates type stuff. We Double um, dating with us. Double couple. dating, right, yes. And uh, we would do both, um, Brian and Mike um, would hunt and fish, and so... Uh, Denise and I would tag along, you know, we would do those sorts of things, go to the coast and, um, you know, go on a dove hunt or, you know, just things like that. We did a couple things like that together. Now, you and Brian had a son together, is that right? Yes. And when was your son born? He was born in um, February of 1999. And Denise and Mike had a daughter? Correct. And was, Ansley was born around the same time as your son? 
Um, she was born in May of 99. Okay. At some point, your marriage to Brian Winchester started to have some problems. Is that fair to say? Yes. That, yes, that's correct. You eventually separated? Correct. When did you separate? Um, we separated um, September 11th, 9-11. Of, of 2001. 2001, correct. Okay. And when did you finally finalize the divorce? Um, the divorce was final in um, 2004, April of 2000. Um, April of 2003. I'm sorry. Ms. Thomas, you're a little nervous today, aren't you? I am a little bit nervous. Okay. And this is hard to talk about. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you suspect that Brian Winchester, your husband, was having an affair with Denise Williams? I did suspect that. I want to take you back to December of 1999. This is before you're separated. Okay. Right? Did you receive a phone call from the Tallahassee Police Department? Yes. What was that phone call in reference to? It was in reference to um, there was a police officer who was standing at Brian's truck, and she said, you know, ma'am, I'm here. Your truck is in this parking lot. And she was just, like, doing a call, sort of like, this truck is here. And I guess she had looked at the registration and saw that it was ours. And so she was at Brian's truck. And she got a description of the truck to you? She did, because... Um, and did that match everything? That yes, yes. She, she, I was like, that... You know, it it can't be. And she said, well, it has a bumper sticker, you know, this bumper sticker, this bumper sticker, this bumper sticker. And so I was like, well, yes, that is our vehicle. Well, you just said it can't be. Why did this, uh, why couldn't it be Brian's truck? Um, Brian had told me that he was in Arkansas hunting. And so I was confused as to why she was telling me that, she was at the truck because I had been told by Brian that he was in Arkansas with the truck hunting. Now, were you told the location of the truck? Was it at a church? Yes, it was. It was at a church, um, Grace Church, or Grace is in the name. I'm not sure. The whole generally located was that close to where Denise Williams was living at the time. Yes. Where was Denise Williams living at the time? Um, she was living at um, on Centennial Oaks Drive. I want to fast forward a little bit. Now I want to talk to you about a trip that you took to Panama City. Uh, do you remember a trip like that? Yes. Who went on that trip? Actually, let's start with this. Who was supposed to go on that trip? It was supposed to be the four of us. It was supposed to be me and Brian and Denise and Mike. What 
was the purpose of the trip? Why were you going to Panama City? It was um, supposed to be like a birthday trip. Oh, um, whose birthday were we celebrating? Denise's 30th birthday. Okay. And so she was born in 1970, is that right? Yes. And so her 30th birthday would have been when? 2000. Okay. Do you know what month we're talking about that this was that the trip was planned? Um, it it would have been you know spring, March, or April. Okay. Um, you know I don't know how the weekends would have lined up, but springtime of 2000. Correct. And what was the plan? Were you meeting someplace and driving over together, or what? The plan was for Mike and Denise to come over to our house on Minnow Creek Drive, and we were going to all drive together over there and to Panama City. Did Mike show up? No. Did Denise show up? Yes. Were you informed that Mike wasn't going? Yes. How did that make you feel? I didn't want to go. Why? Because at that point in our lives, whenever it was just me with Brian and Denise, it was uncomfortable. I felt like a third wheel. I felt like I was on a date with the two of them. So how did you respond to the idea of going to Panama City with Denise and your husband? I said, if Mike doesn't have to go, I don't have to go either. I didn't want to go. And I had, I guess, sort of a little tantrum, and I ran inside, and I locked myself in the bathroom, and I said, I'm not going. But you eventually went. I did. Why did you go? Just because as I was there in the bathroom, they were on the other side just talking me into going. Okay. And so let's talk about the trip itself. When you got there, um, do you remember going out to clubs? Um, I do. Okay. Do you remember going to a strip club? I do. Was Brian and Denise both present for that? Yes. Did you drink a lot that weekend or that on that trip? Yes. Do you remember having photographs taken of you? I don't remember specifically the moments that that, but when I saw the photograph, I I knew what it was. Who took the picture? Brian did. Do you remember any other details of what happened after those photographs would have been taken? I don't. I don't remember specifically a lot about that weekend. Now, at some point, uh, did you find some movie tickets? I did. Did that increase your suspicion 
that Brian was having an affair? Yes, it did. Where did you find the movie tickets? I found them in his wallet. In whose wallet? I found them in Brian's wallet. Okay. I found two movie tickets. What was the movie the, the tickets were for? It was for a movie called The Virgin Suicides. And just to be clear, are these used tickets or tickets that you bought beforehand? They were used tickets. Okay. And I knew I had not gone to see the movie. So I, it was like that they... Raised, that raised your suspicions? Yes. It was like... What does the name Meridian mean to you? Meridian is a name that when we would, um, like, go out, it was a name that kind of became a party name for Denise. Who came up with the name? Um... I cannot remember specifically whose idea it was. She lived on Meridian Road at that time, and we had gone to a concert at the Moon, and at the end of the concert, you could, like, go up to the band, and they would sign a CD or whatever, and that night, you know, she had them. She was like, oh, say to Meridian, you know, so they signed it, I remember, them signing it to her, and so it just kind of became. So you've seen Denise use the name Meridian before? Yes. Did you ever find a receipt that referenced the name Meridian? I did. Can you tell the jury where you found that receipt? Um, I had um, gone into Brian's office, and this is when I was contemplating um what my next steps would be as far as moving out. We didn't have bills sent to our house. He would have all of our bills sent to his office. So I had gone to his office one evening, and I was just looking through his desk drawers, just trying to find out (laughs) information about our financial life. And you came across the receipt? And I came across the receipt. Judge, may I approach the witness? You may. Thomas, I'm going to show you on the mark that states that it's 20. Is this the receipt that you're talking about? Yes, sir. Is that a fair accurate copy of that receipt? Yes, it is. Judge, I would offer states exhibit 20 into evidence at this time. Any objection? A little more foundation on the date of the receipt, Your Honor. Sure, Your Honor. There's a date on the receipt. What is the date on that? It says 07-2801. Is that during the time uh, that you just testified to? Yes. Judge, I would offer states to the 20. Further okay. objection? I didn't hear. No objection. All right. It'll be admitted without objection. Permission to follow the You may. And Ms. Thomas, this is an offset copy, and we can't flip over the the first part of the receipt. Is that right? That's correct. 
From um, the Gold Center. From, I didn't hear you. The Gold Center. And you were able to actually at one point look at the entire receipt. Is that fair? Yes. What was the receipt for? It was for a necklace, and it was during the time when it was kind of popular to have a name on a like a gold name and it was the name meridian it it was like a necklace with the name meridian so i knew what that was and that's what the receipt was for was for one of those necklaces and that date is july the late july of 2001 correct that's before you separated from brian winchester is that right yes that's correct And you separated from Brian Winchester approximately a, about a month after that, mm -hmm. a month and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. She's trying to take down what you say. So okay. if you'll say yes. Yes. Or no, it'll okay. assist her, please. I'm sorry. And ultimately, you divorced Brian Winchester. Yes, sir. I want to fast forward now to August of 2016. Were you aware that Brian Winchester kidnapped Denise Williams, who was then Denise Winchester? <clears throat> yes. Okay. After that occurred, did you have conversations with Denise Williams about what occurred? Yes. About a week after that incident, that kidnapping, did Denise ask you to do something? Yes. What did she ask you to do? Denise asked me to tell Marcus to get a message to Brian that I'm not talking. And that was a week approximately after the kidnapping? Yes. Sometime after that, did you start communicating with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement? Yes. Let go back. Who's Marcus? Marcus is Brian Winchester's father. Marcus Winchester. Okay. When you say, I'm not talking, is it referring that Kathy Thomas is not talking? Or Denise Williams was not talking? That Denise was not talking. She wanted me to tell Marcus to tell Brian that she wasn't talking. And she said, I'm not talking. But that was her saying that to me. Okay. After that, at some point, did you start having communications with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, FDLE? Yes. Was there anyone in particular that you started communicating with? Um, William Michler and Mike Devaney. And at some point after that, did you agree to start working as a confidential source 
Yes, I did. As part of that, were you given a way to make recordings? Yes. After that, did you ever confront Denise about what she asked you to do that week after the kidnapping? Yes, I did. Did you record that conversation? Yes, sir. Judge, may I approach? You may. This is a recording. Did you have a chance to review this in our office before your testimony today? Yes. Is that a very accurate depiction of the recording that you made? Yes. Judge, I would offer states to the 16 in the evidence at this time. Any objection? No, Your Honor. To be admitted. Permission to publish, Your Honor. You may. And um, I'm headed over to my mom's to, I've got a test tonight, and so I'm a study and to eat over there, and people are going to be coming in the house, so I'm just going to go be over there. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're driving back to, does that mean back to his worst, or do you want to back anyway? Or? Well, I was headed back anyways, but um, this way, if, you know, Sorry. if I can use the he can. Yeah. And you got the right? I think we ought to have her identify who's talking so the jury can uh, follow it a little bit better. There's two people on this recording, is that right? Yes. Uh, one voice is yours? Yes. And who's the other voice? Denise. Okay. Right, it was in there. I did. I got that. It was in my purse. Lisa Mama would not shut up, so I couldn't <laughs> even talk to you. I was just yeah. like, okay, I was sticking in your um, hang on one second. I just got in the car. I just stopped to get coffee. Let me get... That person who just said, I just got in the car, I just got to get coffee, whose voice is that? That was me. Okay, so the other voice is Denise. That's right. All right. Um, okay, so I am... <clears throat> it's starting to mist again. This is going to be like a miserable drive. Uh... So I'm kind of freaking out about this subpoena. I'm sure. When is it? It's uh, February 22nd. Person here is talking about a subpoena. That was your voice, right? Yes. And the person who said, "I'm sure," that's Denise Williams. That's correct. When you're talking about a subpoena, what are you talking about? Well, um. As one of the um, things that, as a confidential source, that um, William Mickler, you know, we were going to say that I had received a subpoena. So that um, that was going to be a subpoena for me to have to talk to um, Mr. Devaney about, you know, the case. I had, I had um, received a subpoena from Mike Devaney, and this was all under the... Um, that never, so that never happened. That never happened. That was part of, um, part of being the confidential source. That's how we're getting everything to Correct. bring up the subject. 
to bring up the subject, correct, for me to talk to her and say, I've got, I have received the subpoena, I'm going to have to talk about this, and this conversation is us talking about what I'm going to be saying in that supposed subpoena. He's just like a mortgage attorney. Yeah. So he said, um, he's like, you know, I could call. He's like, I don't do this, but I could call and see if you could do it over. Um, you know, he's like, you would have to go somewhere where you would get sworn in because the whole yeah. thing is like getting sworn in. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, you know, just let me <clears throat> kind of figure out what I'm going to do. Because Andy had said that to you. Remember when you were going to get deposition? Yeah. That was a subpoena, too. Right. But I don't know if they ever did it. But. No. No. They didn't ever do it. I just can't imagine that. What if somebody lived in Alaska or in another country or, I don't know, whatever? Well, here's, here's my problem. And I'm... I'm going to get upset here, but my problem is that I can't really talk to Rocky about any of this. Who's Rocky? He's my husband, um, my current husband.
called you upset about Chuck, and then he wants to talk about He was mad at you. Mm-hmm. And so he told me. He told me about what happened to Mike. Well, I would love to know what happened to Mike. He never told me. They said they found his remains and that he was beaten or that he was shot. Brian told me that y'all planned it. Planned what? Oh, my gosh. Marcus showed up at the shop later that afternoon, you know, telling me how I would have to take this to my grave, that, that it would ruin Marcus' life, it would ruin, you know, apparently Brian told Marcus that he had talked to me, and he went on to just tell me, Marcus went on to tell me how my life would be ruined, how I would never be able to start over if Stafford's life was ruined, if... So Marcus knew? And when you said Brian said y'all, you're talking about me and Brian or Marcus or who? You and Brian. And when Marcus and that Marcus is involved, I mean obviously if he came and talked to you. Well it was just the whole you know, shut it down. Shut down. So, you know, whenever, um, I mean, it's, 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 and then you got a letter from Chuck. My parents got a letter, too, but you got a letter from Chuck, and he's talking about it to you right now. Chuck told me what happened in Atlanta. In Atlanta, okay, yeah. So, um... Here's the deal. Here is the deal. Hang on. Somebody's texting me. Rocky. Rex is not doing well. Um, Yeah, that's pretty major, especially with Marcus involved. Well, I mean, I know that you know something, Denise, because whenever I was going out to see Marcus, you're like, tell Marcus to tell Brian I'm not talking. Yeah, and I knew what that meant. Well, that's why, because what they've been doing is they've been lying to me, and they've been lying to them. And obviously, I mean, because you told me the thing about him saying what I wrote in the letter to the judge, which I didn't. And so they're playing everybody against each other. Um, Here's the thing. thing. I don't even care about all that anymore because time has moved on. Mike is in heaven. So... Here is my problem. Here is, like, my problem. If Rocky doesn't know any of this, Rocky doesn't know that I know in all these years, any time anything ever came up about Mike, I just sit with my mouth shut. He never would have married me if he had known. This has nothing to do with you. It has everything. I've been lying to him for 15 years. But you're talking about something Chuck happened years later. So then you're saying that years later, Ryan told you something. Marcus came to you. So two people came to you to talk to you about this years after it happened. Had you even had you met Rocky then? Yes. I mean, but that has that that, that what that has to do with is two people telling you something. That has nothing to do with you. 
anything that you did or anything that you didn't do. You know, I mean, it doesn't. And there's nothing you can't tell Rocky. I know that. I'm sure of that. So that's why you were talking about losing your family. I am going to lose my family. If I lie, if I lie, whenever they ask me, do you know what happened to Mike? If I lie, then now, now what happens? And then when I go home and Rocky says, why didn't you ever say anything? Like, how, how do I explain that? How do I explain that I just... Decided to forget it. He never would have married me. I don't believe that. But because you didn't have nothing to do with it. Because I'm not. He hates lying. Well, I'm never lying to him about anything, but every time that anything comes up about Mike, I just, that is a lie. Well, that you didn't that you didn't tell him what Brian told you, right. and you didn't tell him what Mark just told you. Right. So again, it's two things that two people told you, but it's not you. It's not he fell in love with you. It's not you. Well, what am I supposed to do when they ask me? I, I, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Was he pushing? He was pushing you on the phone about it. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Because I've got subpoenas before for depositions. 
it's at home. Uh, I don't have it with me. It's just, uh, it just says that, like, I have to go down to the state attorney's office at 10 o'clock in the morning. The state attorney. Yeah, because that's my thing. That's why I have to go to And you and Marcus, have y'all ever spoken since? Have you ever said anything to you? So? No. It's just been understood that, you know, if I ever said anything, then everything, you know, all the, all the stupid shit we ever did, what everybody would know, you know, and yeah. everybody would know, and wouldn't that be awful when... You know, Mike's in a better place, and so, you know, but I don't know. I don't mean that, him saying all that to you. Again, that's using fear and the unknown to try to control you. I mean, it's typical, yeah. Did Denise, I'm just going to ask you this because I've been thinking about it, but I, not long before Mike's, he called me, Mike called me. And he had found a bunch of money in your wallet. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think Denise has a boyfriend. He said he found a bunch of money in your wallet, a bunch of cash. Mm-hmm. And he said that you told him something about Deanna, that you told him that Deanna had paid you back for something. And he said that yeah. he had asked Deanna, and Deanna said yeah. that wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah, I remember all that. But I remember thinking, like, he knows. He knows that Denise and Brian like each other. And, like, I've always thought to myself, if I had said, Mike, I think Brian has a girlfriend, I've always wondered if he would still be here. Like, why couldn't y'all just get a divorce? I've always known that you and Brian loved each other. Brian told me one time that you were his best friend and that was just the way it was always going to be. Did Mike find out? No, that was all. I remember him calling Deanna. I think I remember, I'm pretty sure he told me that he had called you. Um, But I know for sure he called Deanna because we talked about it. And um, I remember the conversation. I don't remember the I remember us talking about it. I remember that we were talking about Carol because of, like, the pot and stuff like that. I remember talking about that with him. And I think Carol ended up talking to him because that's 
and I don't remember how much money it was. I don't remember. I, I do remember money, and I do remember conversation about Pot and Carol and, um, and Deanna. And I remember that he had talked to Deanna, too. So I had to tell her about all that. But <coughs> so I do remember that, yeah. I guess I didn't know that he had talked to you, but. I couldn't do anything with any of this without talking to an attorney, and mainly I just talk with Becky's husband and then whoever Kristen tells me to talk to. Um, but I don't know, I mean, you, I mean, that's all up to you. And telling Rocky, too, is up to you, but again, I don't, I, I don't see him, I don't, I just see him being like, oh my God, and you know, I just, but I don't, I don't see him being like, we're getting a divorce. And surely you don't see that. I do see that because I just know that, like, every year if it comes up and, you know, if there's something in the paper and then I just, I just know, like, every, I know he would have said, why didn't you ever tell me? I'm, that's how he is because he is good and honest. He's not like us. He's he's good and honest. And he will just say, if you've kept this from me, what else? But if if I go to the interview and I'm just like, I don't know anything, I don't know anything, I mean, what if they catch me lying? And then what happens? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, they told me that day that Brian did all that to me. They told me that he's been saying this, that, or the other. I mean, he told me all kinds of crap. And come to find out, one of the attorneys told me that they went in there to talk to him because they had found him. And they went in there to talk to him and that he, Jansen was already there. He didn't say one word. So, I don't know. So, what my point in telling you that is they could say, oh, we know, you know, they can, they can say whatever they want to say and it's legal for them to do that. So, whether they ever say, we know you're lying or we whatever, I mean, you don't know. You have no idea if it's true or not because I, I usually find out later what's the actual truth. And, yeah, the guy asked me about you, but he just asked me about our relationship or whatever. That guy, Mike, when he was pushing me in the starting question. When you went to the police. Yeah. But, I mean, there was just. What was your relationship and stuff like that? It wasn't anything about Marcus. Marcus's name didn't come up or anything like that. Well, I'm sure if they, I would guess if they are doing this to you, they're doing this to Marcus. I mean, I, but I don't know. I don't know, but I'm that I'm going to, when I get back, I'm going to, um, I'm going to get just like, uh, like my, but they called me while I was in town. I don't know how they know I was in town. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm going to get like a, 
just like a throwaway phone because God, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm just scared. I just feel, I just feel like, why do they keep calling me? Like calling me this weekend and left a message that they knew I was in town. So I think that they're listening to me. Probably. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but they could be. I don't know. I mean, I would, my advice to you is to just is to talk to Rocky. I can't. I cannot do that. I don't have anywhere to go. I don't even have a job. I just don't think it's going to be what you think it's going to be. I really don't. And I don't know how you can be married to him for the next however many years and not say anything if it's bothering you that bad. It wasn't bothering me until I got a subpoena, until I had to do it. Yeah. That's the only thing you can think of. But I think he would then, then it could be him holding you, you know. I mean, I don't think that he would be like, goodbye. <clears throat> it is starting to well, be know. hard. Uh, I'm going to have to go for a second. I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to have to go. So that's, I mean, after hearing all this, that's what I think, and I think that you're wrong. I think that he's, I think you're right about him being a kind good person, and I think that, I mean, that these are things that people told you years after Mike died. I just, I don't think he's going to, he's going to be like, we're getting divorced and never talking to you again. I really don't. But that's, I mean, you know, I don't know. But I just don't. I just don't. I'm going to pull over here. Be careful. My All God. right. Yeah, I got to go. Okay. All, All right. Be careful. All right. All right. That other voice on the tape is Denise Williams, right? Yes. Do you see Denise Williams in the courtroom today? Yes, I do. Can you point her out and identify an article of clothing that she's wearing? Um, yes, she's right over here on the, to the right of me, and she's wearing a gray sweater. Let the record reflect that the witnesses identified the defendant, Denise Williams. Nothing further. Cross. Good morning, Ms. Thomas. Good morning. In that tape recording we just heard, did, was it FDLE's idea for you to cry and be upset? Is that, is that natural? Um, I don't remember having it. I don't understand the question, I guess. Well, you indicated that FDLE had set you up with a little bit of a script about having a subpoena. Correct. Told you as an investigative source to make calls to Denise Williams? Yes. During this course of time that you're doing that, how many times did you talk with Denise Williams on the phone prior to recording that particular call? 
as a confidential source or just in general? Do you just mean? in general. How often would, let me help you out here. Let's just pick a narrow time frame. Let's say beginning January 1 of this year, 2018. Okay? Okay. As I understand it, this phone call was recorded when? Sometime in February of 2018? Yes, sir. Okay, so let's just begin with January 1. How many times do you think you would have spoken with Denise Williams on the telephone prior to this recorded call? Probably every day. Would you also have texted back and forth? Yes. Uh, do you talk about the same types of things that you talk about? Your husbands, getting coffee, driving? Yes. Um, how many times did, did you record all of those conversations? I cannot remember specifically how many I recorded. But it was more than one? Yes, sir. And you sent all of those recordings to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement? I'm not sure that I understand every one of our um, everyday conversations or every one of the recorded conversations. Well, let's start with the recorded conversations. Oh, yes, I gave all of those to FDLE. Yes, sir. How many of those do you think there were? Um, I think there were um, maybe four to maybe four to six. Okay. And those were all the conversations that were scripted out by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to lie to Ms. Williams that you had received the subpoena when, in fact, you had not? When I was working for FDLE, yes, sir. So it would be fair to say when you were making these calls with Ms. Williams while working for FDLE, you were at least lying in part about what was actually going on? Yes. The... And that phone call speaks for itself, so the jury's heard and they can hear it again. So I'm not going to get into what everybody said, what you said, uh, only to suggest that was Denise, Denise is your friend, isn't she? Yes. And as that phone call was ending, she was trying to be your friend. She was telling you to be safe, wasn't she? Yes, sir. And you two probably talked the day after that phone call, didn't you? Yes. Now, you testified on direct examination that you suspected that Brian Winchester and Denise Williams were having an affair. You suspected that? Yes, sir. But you don't know that, do you? I never caught them kissing or I never saw with my own eyes them specifically in a physical embrace. No, sir, I never caught them. You don't know if they were having an affair as a fact. I never caught them in the act. That is correct. That is a fact. You had talked about, um, well, Brian was a selfish husband, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And you were having a troubled relationship with Brian Winchester well before your separation in September of 2001, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, and it isn't fair to say that 
uh, in 2000, you were basically sleeping in a different room from Mr. Winchester. Yes, sir, that's fair to say. You were either sleeping in Stafford's room or you were sleeping on the couch. Remember that? Yes. Um, you had mentioned earlier that you had some suspicions about Brian. Do you know who Angela Stafford is? I do know who she is. Did you ever learn that Angela Stafford and your then-husband, Brian Winchester, had gone out to Clayman Plaza after Denise's baby shower? Can you repeat that, please? Did you know that, or you, do you remember when Denise had her baby shower? <laughs> I'm sure I was there. I am not, uh, whose house was it at? I think she may have had a couple. Do you ever recall having or attending a baby shower for Miss Williams at the home on Centennial Oaks? I don't have a recollection of that. Specifically, did something happen at the baby shower? Bill asked you another question. Okay. So you don't know if your then-husband was out seeing or out going out to club with other women other than your circle of friends? You don't... I had not caught him doing that either. I mean, I can't say because I don't know. I don't want to say he wasn't because I don't know, but I can't say that he was either. Well, Ms. Thomas, we're here in a felony trial. My client's on trial. You've testified during direct examination. You've answered the government's questions. I'm trying to figure out what you know and what your guess is. That's question, Mr. Lyon. Do you Proceed know that the witness has avoided your question? Ask a question. Do you know for a fact whether or not Brian Winchester was cheating on you when you were married to him? No. The Virgin Suicide movie receipt, do you know for a fact whether or not that has anything to do with Denise Williams? Brian told me that he took Denise to the movie. Do you think that that going to the movie has anything to do or proves in any way they were having an affair? Mm. I didn't know he was going to take her to the movie beforehand, and he did it without telling me, and he told me later that it was her that he had taken. So I guess, no, it doesn't prove anything. He just took someone else on a date without me knowing, but I... I guess I can't. And when was when was that movie? Um, to be honest, I would have to Google to see when it came out. I don't remember. I'm sorry. You testified earlier that you went to Panama City for Denise's 30th birthday party, and, and you struggled with it because it was a difficult time. You didn't want to go. Correct. Um, you've seen the photographs from the state attorney's office that have been introduced into evidence of you and, and Ms. Williams at the beach and you and Ms. Williams at the club? 
No, I. Thomas, are those photographs from that weekend trip to Panama City in 2000? Yes, sir. And do those pictures accurately depict you in those photographs? Yes, sir. And is that you and Miss Williams smiling and sitting next to each other in a bikini? Yes, sir. Does that depict you and Miss Williams smiling out at nightclubs? Yes, sir. Does that depict you and Miss Williams essentially just having a good time as two friends? Yes, sir. Not very good. Thomas, when you were making these controlled calls uh, as it relates to my client, you had learned from the Department of Law Enforcement that Mike Williams' remains had been found, correct? No, sir. I didn't know that at the time of the controlled calls. You didn't. You were not aware that in December of 2017 there was a press release and Florida Department of Law Enforcement announced that they had found Mike Williams' remains and reclassified the case of the homicide? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I did know that. I'm... Wait a second. Um... Can, can you um, tell me the date of when the press conference was? Ma'am, unfortunately, okay. I'm not. Let me try another question that might help. It's not I'm trying to be evasive. It's not my, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be evasive either, but I'm just trying. Did you learn? All right. You have a son by Brian Winchester, correct? Yes. And... That means you have a connection to Marcus Winchester because that is your son's grandfather. Yes, sir. You are aware that your former husband and the father of your son kidnapped Denise Williams at gunpoint on August 5th, 2016, correct? Yes, sir. You know that? Yes. And you know that from not only your own personal experience, but you also spoke with Denise Williams that day, correct? Yes, sir. And you have spoken with Denise Williams constantly or 
fairly continuously after August 5th of 2016, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And these could be almost considered daily phone calls or text messages? Yes, sir. So you would have known in August of 2016 that your former husband was in jail and was facing felony charges? I knew he was in jail, yes. And you also knew, and I believe it's referenced on your phone call, you also knew that Special Agent Mike Devaney had spoken with Denise Williams at the Leon County Sheriff's Office when she was there to talk about her kidnapping. Do you recall that? I do recall that, um, but she did not, she did tell me that there was someone there, but not right away. Did you, did you later, in your communications with Ms. Williams, become aware that the FDLE agent she spoke to on August 5th, 2016, was Agent Mike Devaney? Yes. And you learned about this shortly after, or did it take time before you and her discussed specifically Agent Devaney? It took some time before we discussed him. But it became some point in your communication that you and she could identify who these people were. No, we never really had. We just knew the one, Mike Devaney. And isn't it true that she told you she did not have a good relationship or positive feeling about Mr. Devaney after the way she was questioned on August 5th? She said he was mean to her. Okay. She said some other things, too, probably over the course. Um, she might have. I, I mainly remember her saying that he was mean to her. And that's also why there's some, so you know from your previous communications with her, when you're talking about Agent Devaney on that controlled call, you know there's a history between those two, and you already know that Ms. Williams doesn't like Agent Devaney. Correct. There are things in that that are recording, again, the recording speaks for itself, but the name Charles Bunker comes up in there, whole confusing stuff about Charles Bunker, but who was Charles, who is Charles Bunker? Uh, he was a um, man that Denise had worked with, and um, she, I guess she had dated him. Did she date him about the same time that, that you were getting formally divorced from Mr. Winchester? I, approximately. And their relationship was, was open and notorious. People knew that they were dating. Or you knew that, you, that, you knew that Denise and Charles Parker were dating. Well, I had found that out from Brian. I didn't, she and I were not communicating a lot after, um, after I had separated from Brian. Our relationship was not very close for a couple of years around that time. So, um, I knew that from Brian and, you know, we weren't talking, we weren't, during that time, we weren't on talking on a daily basis like we were. Currently, would it be fair to say that your relationship with Miss uh, Williams became closer after she filed for divorce from Brian Winchester? Yes. 
that would put you two in the Brian Winchester X Wise Club together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, did did she have many of the same? Did she talk with you about many of the same concerns she had trying to divorce Brian Winchester as yes. you would have? Yes. Couldn't get documents. Correct. Brian Winchester didn't want to say no. Didn't want to give up. Correct. Um, and in fact, when you went through and finally got your divorce from Mr. Winchester, I believe the final hearing was right here in this courthouse, wasn't it? Correct. And if I recall correctly from previous testimony, in your own knowledge, Mr. Winchester sat one row behind you and cried. Correct. But to be fair, Mr. Winchester never really tried any reconciliation attempts with you. No. He just didn't want you to be divorced from him. Correct. And then once you got your finalized divorce and you were no longer married to Mr. Winchester, you started a relationship with your current husband, Mr. Thomas. Correct. Brian didn't like that, did he? No. Did he try to stop your marriage to Mr. Thomas? He did. Um, so as soon as you became engaged or romantically involved with another man, Mr. Winchester's efforts to try to bring you back intensified. Yes. Because up until the divorce, he hadn't really cared. That is correct. You were finally able to marry Mr. Thomas in 2004? Yes. And thereafter, Mr. Winchester and Mr. Williams and Ms. Winchester got married in 2005, correct? Um, I think that, mm -hmm. yes, I, I believe it was around 2005. When the relationship with you and Ms. Williams, that tended to get better after the marriage because Ms. Williams was now essentially your son's stepmother, correct? That's right. And you had more communication now and more contact with Ms. Williams because this mm -hmm. is before the ex-wives club, correct? Correct. Now you're just in the co-parenting club. Correct. And um, Denise was good to Stafford, wasn't she? Yes. She looked mm -hmm. after her? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and isn't it true even after, uh, well, let me ask you a question. As part of your divorce agreement with Mr. Winchester back in 2003, was Mr. Winchester obligated to provide private school tuition? Yes, sir. And as uh, Stafford grew older, he ended up attending the McClay School, correct? Yes. He went to high school at McClay? Yes. Now, about the time he started high school at McClay was about the same time that Ms. Williams and Mr. Winchester separated, correct? Yes, that's correct. Do you know in your review of the circumstances related to your son whether or not Ms. Williams actually paid Stafford's tuition in McClay? That was what she had told me. But I never, you know, I don't, I wasn't on the financial part, so I can't say who paid, but that is what she told me, yes. And Stafford's tuition ended up being paid? Yes. And this was at a time when she wasn't even in a relationship, in the ongoing relationship with Mr. Winchester. She was trying to get divorced from him. Yes. Finally, when you were... When you were... 
working with the Department of Law Enforcement in February of 2018. That was before you found out conclusively that your former husband had killed Mike Williams, wasn't it? May I just kind of present a timeline how I'm remembering it, though I can't, like, remember the verbatim dates? There was the kidnapping, and the I started working with FDLE around the time that Brian was sentenced, like, after his sentencing. <clears throat> So, yes, that's correct. I'm sorry it took me a minute, just, but yes, at, at the time that I recorded the phone calls, um, I had known that Mike had been found. Well, let me... Turn it back up a little bit because I'm asking more, not necessarily when Mike was found. I'm asking when you found out that Brian was the man who, in fact, killed Mike Williams. I found that out on the day that the press conference happened. And because when – should I keep going? I'm sorry. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to try to lead it a little bit better. Okay. Just help you out a little bit. There was a press conference in December of 2017. Mr. Fuchs was there along with FDLE agents. Do you recall that press conference? Yes, sir. And at that press conference, it was announced that Mike Williams' remains had been discovered. you remember that? Yes, sir. But they did not say at that press conference who killed Mike Williams, did it? No, sir. You're right. I'm sorry. Alright. After the press conference, you work with FDLA in February 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to answer yes or no Yes. Did FDLE, during this time you were working with them, ever tell you that they knew that your former husband, Brian Winchester, had actually killed Mike Williams? Yes. They told me what his testimony was. What he, They told me what he said he had done. And they told you that before you started working on recording phone calls? Yes. Nothing further, Your Honor. Friedrich? Ms. Thomas, you would agree with me that Affairs, especially when you're married, are meant to be kept secret. Is that fair? Yes, that's fair. <clears throat> and you don't know that your then-husband, Brian Winchester, was having an affair with Denise Williams because you never caught them red-handed. That's correct. But you had some pretty high suspicions about it. Is that fair? Yes, sir. And we talked about the recorded calls and the number of recordings. Of the number of recordings that you made, does that change the context of the recording that was played for the jury?
the, the call that was played for the jury, does that change based on how many other recordings that you made with Ms. No, that was the recording. The day-to-day calls where you just called and you were talking to your friend about day-to-day life, do those change the content or the context of the recording that the jury heard today? No, they don't. Whether you were working off of a script or not, does that change the context or the content of the call the jury heard today? No. Nothing further. Hey, Jerry, I have a question. Just write your question down, please. We've got a sidebar. Thomas, we have a couple of follow-up questions from the jury. The first one relates back to the date that Mr. Mike Williams disappeared, December 16, 2000. Um, Do you have any recollection from that time frame that stuck out to you concerning either Ms. Williams or Mr. Winchester's behavior interaction, anything specific that stood out to you from that date or close to that date? Any any behavior that I saw between the two of them? Or individually. Or individually. Um, I, I can't recall any specific action. Um, and should I say just that day specifically? I think that's what the jurors okay. are asking about. Do you, do you, do you remember yeah, what I, happened? Um, I don't have any specific on that day. Um, I did not see Denise. I had a phone call from her uh, telling me it was around lunchtime. She was telling me she was looking for him. And um, Brian, that so I did not see her on that day. Um, Brian, um, he came late to our family Christmas party. He, um, in my mind, in the moments on that day, I was wrapping Christmas presents and the plan was that he would get back from hunting and we would leave and go together to um, my family Christmas party in Cairo, Georgia. And around 2 o'clock, 
I just left with Stafford because we were supposed to be there at 3. And Brian showed up later. Um, he showed up after we had opened presents and everything like that. And it was, there was, in that moment, it just seemed as if Mike had gone hunting and just hadn't come back. I didn't see. So there wasn't anything unusual about Mr. Winchester's behavior that you remember other than being late for the party? Yes, sir. Okay. Have you ever physically met Angela Stafford? I believe so. Um, I believe that we would have met at, um, but, um, and I know who she is, but she was not someone who was someone that, um, you know, and back then, you know, you didn't have Facebook and things like that where you might recognize someone even though you didn't see them a lot. I feel that I would have met her. I know that I must have met her, but we were just acquaintances. Okay. Um, did Miss Williams appear emotionally distraught uh, about the disappearance of her husband? We're talking about now back in late 2000, early 2001. She did not seem distraught. In those days, after Mike was gone, I can remember saying to Brian, I think you've answered the question. Any uh, follow-up, okay. Mr. Rogers? No, Any follow-up, Mr. White? No, Your Honor. All right. You can step down. Yes, sir. Call your next witness. Your Honor, it's not table. Okay. Correct. And it was later determined to be a murder. 
Yes. Your mom is Cheryl Williams, correct? Correct. Initially, that um, investigation was for a missing person, so you possibly was missing on Lake Seminole, maybe even eaten yet by alligators, is that correct? Correct. Did your mom ever believe that? No, she really never believed that. She just had a feeling that's not what happened. Did she take steps in order to try and get investigations happening? Yes, she did. Uh, what kind of steps did she take? She wrote letters to the governor starting at that point and the next few governors. She uh, contacted FDLE by doing an investigation. She uh, held up billboards at different places uh, or held up posters, put billboards up, paid for billboards. You know, have you seen my son? Just anything to get his name out there to try to get some attention to what had happened. Did you, in fact, help her out with some of those things, if not all? Yes, I did whenever I, I could, but she was kind of the leading effort behind it. And of course, over the years, there's actually been TV shows. Yes. Obviously, she was successful because we were here today, right? <laughs> yes, very. During this time period, did Denise say anything to you about you and your mother about your actions and trying to get an investigation? Yes, she did. One time or more than once? Two distinct occasions. Let's talk about the first one. The first time. Where were you and when was it? About six months after Mike disappeared, so it was uh, summer of 2001. We got a call. She was not happy. She wanted to see both of us. Mom wasn't driving at that point, so we went to her house. Okay. And both you and Ms. Cheryl? Yes. Um, when you arrived at Denise's house, um, was anybody else there? Not on the first occasion. All I remember is her. Okay. What was that? She wasn't happy about the newspaper article that had... Uh, Mom had finally had some success and got a little blurb, a little article in the Democrat talking about Mike and what Mom was doing to try to get some more attention to the case, get an investigation going. She said at the time she did not. Who's she? Denise. Said she didn't want to hear his name again, didn't want to see anything in the paper about him again, that didn't want to know anything that Mom was doing about Mike. She wanted, she needed to get on with her life. You and I are talking in a very calm conversational aspect right now. Is that the same way that was being discussed, this was being discussed back then? No. How, what was different? Denise was very angry. She really did not want to know anything, hear anything about Mike again. Was she yelling at him? It was to the point of a little bit of yelling, yes. Trying to discourage you from doing newspaper articles and getting an investigation. Any kind of publicity, any kind of real investigation to try to find Mike. How did you all react? We were a little stunned, both of us. Um, 
that she would react in that way. We were just trying to find Mike. We, I guess, thought she'd want to do the same thing. And did y'all stay at the house? No, it was a very brief visit. We left. You mentioned it was the second time. Yes. When was that? And if you don't know the exact date, that's fine. I know it was a long time ago, but just a rough estimate is fine. I believe it was a few years later, 2005. Mom and I were uh, at a restaurant eating lunch on a Saturday. I usually went over and took her to get her groceries and went out to eat. I got a call on my cell phone from Denise saying that she wanted us to come out to the house, wanted to know when would you be home, our house, my mother's house. And she wanted to meet us there, so I told her when we'd be there about 2 o'clock. And so Mom and I finished up our day and went over to the house and waited for her to arrive. And did she arrive? Yes. Was anybody with her at that time? Brian Winchester was with her. Were you inside the home or outside the home when they arrived? We were both inside. Mom and I were inside the house in the kitchen when they came in. Where's the kitchen in relation to the doorway that you... Uh, it's the back door is right into the kitchen. That's the way everybody comes and goes out of mom's house. So really the kitchen is the entry area? The entry area, yes. Um, so you all there? Yes. And Brian Winchester and Denise Williams show up? Yes. What happens? Denise sits down at the table. Mom is already sitting at the table. Brian and I are standing. And again, Denise is obviously angry. She, um, the main thing that I remember from the conversation is her saying, why are you lying about us? Why are you telling all these lies about us all over town? And we want you to stop. Did she make any threatening remarks? She said, if you do not stop this investigation, which we had finally not led to the whole occasion, we finally had an investigation going, then, you know, she said, we both, Angela and I, love you, but, you know, you're not going to see her anymore if you don't get this investigation stopped. So she tells you that you need to stop the investigation or you're not going to see Ainsley? Yes. Who's Ainsley? Her daughter, my niece, mom's granddaughter. Mike's daughter. Mike's daughter. Do you see the niece grand courtroom today? Yes, I do. Can you please point to her and indicate an article of belief she's wearing? At the defense table. May the record please reflect she's indicated the defendant. Mr. Nicholas, thank you. Cross. Mr. Williams, there, there's not one specified way that anybody grieves from the passing of a family member, is there? No. There's no set methodology on how to handle, say, the loss of a father? Probably not. Loss of a spouse? No. Certainly not the loss of a child. Right. Your brother loved an extent. He did. Worshipped her. Yes, from everything he told us, he did. Absolutely. There was nothing that ever suggested to you that there was any trouble or any worries between Denise and Mike. Not that he told us. And Mike loved his little girl. Yeah, he did worship her. 
Mike went missing December 16, 2000. Yes. You know now. Do you know who Brian Winchester is? Yes. How long have you known Brian Winchester? Uh, going back to Mike's high school days, I guess, the 1980s. Is Brian Winchester Mike's best friend? At one time, I believe he was his best friend. And you know now that Brian Winchester killed your brother? Yes. You know the circumstances of the agreement that he made with the state that will prevent him from being prosecuted for that, don't you? Yes. There was a memorial service for Mike in February of 2001. you recall that? Yes, I do. Scott Dungey and some others went there? Yes. Your mother participated in that? Yes. I believe you also participated in it? Yes. And to many of Mike's friends and family, that was an opportunity for them to have a, a certain type of closure. Would you agree? Yes. Because many of the people who knew and loved Mike Williams believe that unfortunately by that time in February 2001, the strong likelihood is he was no longer alive. Isn't that true? Yes. Nansley was about two years old at this point? Almost one and a half. And she was obviously a little younger when her father was killed by Mr. Winchester. Yes. Denise was at this point now the single mother of Ansley, wasn't she? Yes, she was. And she had to try to get on with having a daughter and not having your brother around to help take care of her. Yes. It would be fair to say that your mother believed up until as recently as December of 2017 that your brother was going to come home one day, didn't you? She held out every hope that he was alive somehow. And she was not shy about expressing her belief that your brother was going to walk in the door one day. Correct. But to a little girl who doesn't didn't know her daddy because she was too young, to be told by her grandmother that Overall. Your mom is Ansley's grandmother. Yes. And up until 2005, you and your mom had saw Ansley. were involved in Ansley's life, weren't you? At her, Denise's direction, maybe once a week visits. All right, well, once a week with your niece. I mean, Ansley. Denise is still her mom, right? Still yes. her mom. Very much the same way Cheryl is your mom. Yes. And there's the large and certain segment of, the, 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 you know, mom, mom's important to, to the person, aren't they? Yes. But as Ansley got older, your mom continued to hold the belief that your brother was going to walk in that door one day. She did. Isn't it fair to, from the facts that you described during your testimony to Mr. Fuchs' questions, isn't it also fair to think that Ansley needs to be protected perhaps from the thought that her father could walk through that door when almost everyone else has thought he died? 
I'm not sure. We just wanted the truth. Wanting the truth is one thing, but... but I'm not going to argue with the witness. I apologize. Okay. But since there's no set way to, to agree with something, wouldn't it be also fair from the facts that Ms. Williams had an obligation to protect her daughter? She did what she thought was right. Nothing further, Your Honor. Please direct. You and your mom never saw her after 2005, did you? We did not. Denise's threat was yeah. stop me. Well, who are we talking about? Her. Ainsley, excuse me. Yes, we never saw Ainsley. Again, we're never allowed another visit after 2005. What Denise said was stop the investigation, did she not? Yes. Was it? Why do you keep saying he's alive? No. No conversation like we're having right now of, Ms. Cheryl, I can't have you saying that around Ainsley. It's hard on her. If you want to believe it, that's fine. No. It was a come over in anger, stop the investigation or else. Yes. And you never saw her again? Never saw her again. Whenever it was determined that Mike had been murdered in December of 2017, did she reach out to you and try to facilitate conversation between you all and Ainsley? No. Never said I'm sorry? No. No further questions? Hey, Jerry, I have a question at this point. All right. You can step down. Go ahead, next one. Can we excuse this witness? He can't be excused, Your Honor. All right. Hey, Reese, can't be excused, Mr. Clinton. No, Your Honor. All right. You're excused. Go about your business or stay in the courtroom as you see fit. Yes, ma'am, I do. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Can you please introduce yourself to the jurors? What's your name, ma'am? What's your name? Cheryl Ann Williams. Ms. Cheryl, how do you spell your first name? C-H-E-R-Y-L. And Ms. Cheryl, you are, in fact, Mike Williams' mother, are you not? Yes. As well as Nick Williams? Sir? As well as Nick Williams? Yes. Do you have any grandkids? Yes, sir. 
one of those grandkids, Ainsley? Yes. And who is Ainsley? Mike's daughter. And that's from his marriage with Denise, correct? Right. Now, Ms. Cheryl, uh, it's my understanding that you kind of run a little bit of a daycare, not really run a daycare, but you take care of kids on a daily basis, is that correct? Yes, sir. It's kind of what you've done most of your life? For 50 years. Um, take care of your kids' kids? Um, some. Okay. What about neighborhood kids? Um, neighbors, yes. Friends? Friends? Friends, kids? Yes. How many kids on a daily basis do you take care of? Um, in, in 50 years? How many, on a daily basis, how many kids Day to day on? basis, anywhere from 4 to 10. Okay. For 50 years, huh? For 50 years. Seen a lot of kids grow up. Yes, sir. Have you had a chance to see Ainsley grow up? I did not get to keep Ainsley in my home daycare. Haven't had a chance to watch her grow up, have you? Sir? You have not had a chance to watch her grow up, have you? No, sir. Talking about Mike Williams' death, as we now know it, back in 2000, it was a disappearance. Yes. The initial theory was that he was missing and possibly eaten by alligators. Right. You never believed that, did you? No, sir. And, in fact, you took lots of steps to initiate an investigation, did you not? Yes. Put up posters? Yes. Wrote the governor? Yes. Put up billboards? Yes. And, in fact, you were able to get an investigation launched, were you not? Yes. At some point, did you have a confrontation with Denise about your belief that Mike being still alive? Yes. When was, how many times? Twice. When was the first time? It was August of 2001. So, nine months after Mike went missing? Yes. Where was this? It was in her front yard. What happened? I had been trying to get publicity for Mike's disappearance. I had written the letters to the editor at the Tallahassee Democrat begging them to do a story about Mike's disappearance. Finally, a reporter, Tony Bridges, from the Tallahassee Democrat read my letters to the editor, and he was doing a story about people who were missing locally in Tallahassee area. He called me to ask me if he could include Mike in those people, and I told him yes. Nick took a picture to the Tallahassee Democrat, and he did a story. Um, when the article came out in the newspaper, Denise called me on the phone. She was livid. She said, you and Nick need to come over here right now. We went to her house in the front yard. We weren't even invited inside. She was screaming at me. 
She was mad about the article. And she said, screaming at me, I don't ever want to hear Mike's name again. I don't ever want to see Mike's picture in the paper again. I don't ever want to know anything you're doing about Mike again. I have to get on with my life. And I asked her, I said, if that were Ansley in the lake, you would just leave her there? And she said, I would believe the authorities. I Then she said, if you persist in trying to get a criminal investigation, you will lose Ansley. Your granddaughter. My granddaughter. Mike's daughter. Mike's daughter. You said it was the second time. The second time was in... Let me stop you right there before we get on. Yes, there was a second time. You seem to have a very good grasp of dates and names. I do. Okay. Um, Been a passion, obviously, for your sons for a long time. Yes. Taking a lot of steps, right? Yes. Let's talk about the second time then. Where did the second time happen and when? It was January 8, 2005. Nick and I were at the restaurant eating lunch. She called Nick on his cell phone, and she said, What time is Cheryl going to be at home? Nick said, 2 o'clock. She said, Well, I'm coming over. The next day was January 9th. I thought that she was going to bring the baby to see me for my birthday. We had not seen her since Halloween in 2004. Let me stop you right there. So your birthday is the very next day? It was the very next day, January 9th. And if I understood you correctly, the last time you saw Ainsley before then was Halloween. Was Halloween of 2004. Okay, so it was October. So from October to January, you hadn't seen her. Right. Okay, and this is the day before your birthday. It was the day before my birthday, January 8th. Okay, what happened next? Um, Nick and I got home, and Denise came. She knocked on the door. We opened the door, and Brian was with her. Brian being Brian Winchester? Brian Winchester. Uh, And I asked her, I said, where's Ansley? Because I thought she was bringing Ansley to see me. And she said, Ansley's taking a nap. Well, we invited her inside, and she sat down at the table across from me. Nick was standing, and Brian had his back to the door. And what did Denise tell you? Denise said, Cheryl, you know that Ansley and I love you, but Brian and I don't like the lies you're telling about us. And I looked at her, and I said, Denise... What lies are you talking about? Brian screamed, you shut your mouth and let her talk. Nick got upset and said some not nice things to Brian. And then Denise is crying and she says, Cheryl, if you will just stop this investigation, you can see Ansley again. And I told her, I said, Denise, I can't stop this investigation. I wouldn't if I could. Nick said, Denise, Mike is Mama's son and my brother, and we just want to know what you and Brian did to him. 
Brian said, Denise, let's go. We're not getting anywhere. And they left. Did you ever see Ainsley again? No. Not at my house. she was trying to get past it. Is that what she said? She felt like she had to get past it? She said she had to get on with her life. Okay. And, you know, I I hate this term closure because I think in something like this there's never any closure. I mean, I I don't even (laughs) like to use the word. But do you know what that means when people say that? Yes, sir. And do you think that some people might have this need then to get beyond a certain point and not Say I've, I've grieved. I've, I've I've grieved the loss of my husband. I've you know grieved the loss of my child's father, but now I still have to entertain the idea that maybe he's still alive. You you accept that that might be difficult for some people. It might. Okay, and 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 I I I know you have a different view of it, and I respect that. Believe me, I do. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the second occasion, which was. Um, much later, I think, wasn't it? Right. And I think that um, I think that I heard you say, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not sure how I heard this, but I thought I heard you say that you and Nick said you just wanted to find out what Brian and, and Denise did to Mike. Right. Is that right? Right. Now, 
if Denise is innocent and she thought that you were accusing her of doing something to your son, do you think it would be logical for her to be upset with you? Um, if she were innocent, yes. So this was, this was a reaction that she had that would be consistent with a person who's innocent. Right. Did you ever go to Cheryl's house on uh, Centen Centennial Oaks after 2001? Who's go to whose house? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I made a, <laughs> I'm sorry. I used your name. I meant to say Denise Williams. Uh, did you ever go to Denise's house in Centennial Oaks uh, after 2001? Yes. And did you see the pictures of Mike in the house? No. You didn't? No. Okay. Let me ask you a couple of questions now, and these are going to get a little easier. Uh, I, I told the jury on Tuesday that your son was a good father, a good husband, and a good provider. Would you agree with that? Yes. Um, how long had you, what was, what was his relationship like with Denise during the time that they were together? I thought it was good. And you knew Denise for quite a while. I mean, long, they got married in 1994, right? Right. But you knew her for quite a while before that, right? Right. And how did they, how did they, I mean, did they get along? Yes. And what were your feelings towards Denise during that period of time? I loved her. Thank you. Redirect. Ms. Cheryl? Yes, sir. In December of 2017, you were told that Mike Williams had actually been murdered and his body was found, correct? Yes. You were told before everybody else was told, uh, briefly, and then hit the news, correct? Sir? You were told before everybody else was, and then hit the news, correct? Right. How long did it take before Denise called you and said, I'm sorry, I was wrong all these years? She never did. 